Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes life becomes overwhelming. You ever have just one of those days where you just need to regroup, to process, to go through and get through challenges, setbacks, disappointment, and the emotions that come with it. Immediately before today's text, you didn't hear it, but immediately before today's gospel reading, Jesus experiences some rather difficult, traumatic events. Matthew records that our Lord had gone to Nazareth, his hometown, teaching them in their synagogue. And they were astonished by his teaching. It amazed them. But then they considered his familiar background. Where did this man get these mighty works, they say? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all of these things? And then Matthew delivers this. And they took offense at him. Immediately after this unpleasant incident, Matthew records Jesus receiving some other unfortunate news. He receives word about John the Baptist. And you guys know what happened to John the Baptist. Herod had John beheaded. And the disciples came and took John's body and buried it. And they went and told Jesus. Now think about this. This is the forerunner. This is the Elijah who was to come, the one who was to prepare the way of the Lord. The one who leapt for joy in Elizabeth's womb at the sound of Mary, the mother of our Lord. He was gone. He was dead. He had been martyred. Now, we know that Jesus is strong. We know that he's resolute. We realize he's faithful. And that he sets his faiths to accomplish the mission for which he was sent. But Jesus is also human. He experienced human emotions and human feelings, just like you and I do. And this news about John, his cousin, affected our Lord deeply. Think about it. He needed time. Time to pray, time to reflect, time to mourn. So in his grief, our Lord withdrew withdrew in a boat to a desolate place by himself. And then our text begins. But when the crowd heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And he went ashore, and a great crowd had gathered for him. Thousands (laughs) upon thousands of people. With what had just happened, how could Jesus possibly deal with this now? Really, with such recent heavy events, you and I would probably need a little time. We need time to regroup, time for ourselves, and tending to the needs of others might be the last thing on our minds. I can't deal with this right now, right? Jesus doesn't send the crowds away. Jesus doesn't become angry at them or resent them for coming to him, even in this hour. Jesus isn't overwhelmed by the immense numbers that come or the depths of their profound need. 
In this moment, when we might understand, if Jesus were to take more time for himself, our Lord shows unthinkable and unreasonable hospitality. Our Lord has compassion. His love for people moves him to get straight to work. Healing, restoring, doing what Jesus does, tending to the thousands upon thousands who have come to him. He gets immersed in a labor of love, faithfully and lovingly tend, tending to the needs of the crowd before his own. That's what Jesus does. Before you know it, the day's almost over. All day long he does this. Surely now Jesus can wrap up. Surely now Jesus has done more than expected, all that can be expected of him. The disciples surely thought so. This is a desolate place, they said. There's nothing around, right? And the day is now over, so send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves, right? Let them take care of that. But Jesus isn't going to have it. Christ will not send them away. Jesus still has more to give. And he wants his disciples to join him, won't you? Join me in my care and concern for those who have come. They need not go away, Jesus says. You give them something to eat. Okay? <laughs> How? <laughs> the request from Jesus doesn't seem to add up. Put yourself in the place of the disciples here. Remember, um, they're not used to running a restaurant. But even for the most experienced restaurant owners, um, I would dare to say there'd be a little bit of panic when you hear um, table for 5,000, right? <laughs> it would be an unreasonable demand on just about anyone. Except Jesus. Even though it's a desolate place, even though there's limited resources and limited possibilities, even though Jesus had done so much that was unexpected, he still tells the disciples to give these people something to eat. And of course, they only see the impossible. Only five loaves and two fish, they say. Game over. Case closed. Now send them away. That's not what Jesus does. You and I know that. Bring them here to me. Talking about the fish and the loaves. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking those loaves and fish, he looked up to the heavens and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds and they all ate and were satisfied. Right? It's not like we just got a little bit here to kind of tide us over uh, until dinner. No, they were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Where you and I see unreasonable expectations or limited resources, or no possibility, Jesus turns the tables and he serves. Not only does he serve, he serves with unreasonable hospitality. And I say unreasonable because it defies the limits of human reason and human expectation. 
The service that Christ gives to you and to me is over and above anything that we can imagine. You've been there. You've seen people kind of at their wit's end when the day has really got to them, right? When you go to a business and the person serving you is overwhelmed, he or she's having a bad day and maybe even takes it out on you. You've been there too, overwhelmed, having a bad day, and you just don't have the faculties, you just don't have the inclination or the strength for hospitality or service. You might even resent people for showing up, you know. It might take everything in you on certain days to eke out the bare minimum. And there might be days where you certainly can't give people more than they expect. Not always. Maybe even not usually. But that's not Jesus. (laughs) Even if it means putting aside his needs, even... If he's tired and overwhelmed and mourning like in today's text, even if he spent all day in service, Jesus has compassion. Compassion in our infirmity and weakness, compassion in our need, and that never runs dry. Our Lord never, like you and I sometimes might, suffers from compassion fatigue. He never suffers from compassion fatigue. Instead, our Lord suffers for us because of his compassion. He gives us more than we can ever expect. He gives us of himself. Consider that during his earthly ministry, Jesus gave everything for you. His perfect standing within the Trinity his perfect life, his bitter death, these he all gave to take the mantle of sin and death upon himself. These he took upon himself to satisfy the justice of punishing sin and reconciling God and man. Christ's blood bought for you life and salvation, and his merits spill over to you. God declares you righteous, not just not guilty, righteous, perfect, For his sake. Now I know we hear it time and time again. But I really want you to consider that you and I, poor, horrible, miserable sinners, are considered righteous and perfect on account of Christ. Defies human reason. It transcends human kindness. It's way more than we expect and it's way more than we deserve. I know we sang Light of the World, and you're thinking, that's a Christmas song. Why are we singing that? Well, I think we all love Christmas because we like the idea of Jesus incarnate and with us. He's still here. If Jesus can give you so much in his humility, when he doesn't make use of his full divine power, how much more will he be able to give you now as he rules and reigns in his full glory, right? Risen from the dead, ascended to the Father, no longer needs to eat, sleep, drink, uses every moment of every day to serve all and can come to you and be with you fully and completely. 
just like he did with a mere five loaves and two fish, Jesus will not leave you empty when you come to him. Even in situations where resources and possibilities seem scarce, that doesn't stop Jesus from serving you. I know the means that he uses doesn't seem like much. Water, word, bread, wine. But Jesus works mightily through them nonetheless. Where we see limited possibilities, limited resources, God does more than we expect. He binds you to Christ through water and the word and holy baptism. And this word, this Water and the Spirit becomes in you a living water welling up to eternal life. In the supper of our Lord, Jesus gives you his very body and blood to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of sins and strengthening of your faith. Christ serves you like he serves the 5,000. Miraculously. Shouldn't be possible. But it is. Because it's Jesus. So nourished by his word and spirit, you receive sustenance. You receive Christ himself in this fallen, sinful, broken world. A very desolate place. But you can always come to Jesus. You can always give him your burdens, sorrows, cares, and sins. You can lay them on him and he is more than willing to take them upon himself and fill you with good things. Again, fill you with himself. Give to you his spirit. Increase in you faith, love, and hope. He'll never be too tired. Never be too busy. Never be too distracted. Never be too self-absorbed. So why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we come? Eager and often. We do come eager and often. Forgiveness, life, and salvation flow freely from him. Hope and assurance of God's favor springs eternal from His hands, His feet, and His side. So yes, brothers and sisters in Christ, behold Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. We live in the unreasonable hospitality of Jesus, even though we don't see Him, even though we don't feel Him. We live in the unreasonable hospitality of Jesus, who gives us more than we ever ask or think. Until that day when we are raised to everlasting life and in glory and spend an eternity living in his unbroken service. Until then, Jesus gives us the faith to assure us that he will give us more than we can expect. How could he not? It's Jesus. He does that. Amen. Now may the peace which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.